The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 14. I want some good amens this morning. I've been working hard this week. I got another funeral I've got to do tomorrow. Um, I got to do something tonight. I. We had the funeral here yesterday for Chris uh, that's in heaven now, that young man, and uh, ministered to the family. And so I've been working hard this week, I promise. Your tithe hadn't gone to waste this week. And, but I, so I don't want any boring congregation stuff where you just sit there and stare at me. And I don't want any excuses that I'm not really a shouter, a praiser. Well, just, just show me something. You know, we've had people in the, back in the days of uh, Pentecost, you know, we, when we were dressing up a little more than we do now, people, people pull out their pocket square and wave that. If they, if they weren't going to shout, at least give me something, man. Amen? But make sure you're not out to lunch yet. Amen? So in Matthew chapter 14... Let's, this is, I know you know these verses, but let's read these verses today. And I want to just share a little bit about this story. Verse 23, 22, let's start there. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. Now, you know, when I read the Bible, I used to not know this, but I know this now. You know there's gold in every single verse in your Bible. And so many times, people just, it's like walking and, and walking right across. You're looking for gold, and sometimes you read some verses, and you don't think there's any gold there, but there's gold in there. I want to tell you, I believe that you can find Jesus in every verse of the Bible. You can find part of your mission in every verse of the Bible. Sometimes just sometimes a, a verse will stand out to me or a story, and sometimes a word will stand out. So, you know, when I read that right there, verse 22, straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship. Well, what's a ship do? It takes you from where you are to where you're going. I want you to know today that this story has to do with us. Because I, as your pastor, and the Word of God, from Jesus, the head of the church, we got to get you. We, we got to get you from standing on the seashore doing nothing. We got to get you in a ship. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Yeah. This is what happens when I'm already fired up from the water baptism. You got to get. I'm telling you, you. There's a ship for you to get on. Everybody's got gifts and talents and, we, and anointings and callings. We are called to broken people. That's what we do. That's, that's what we all are. That's why you have a job besides money. You're there as a missionary. Where do you work, Keith Payne? There's a, there's a missionary to Western Southern Life Insurance back there. Tim Murgar, where do you work? Global marketing solutions and primary flooring and things like that. Tim's a missionary to all that world and all those people. 
Trenton, where's your job? Carter Lumber, and, and there's a missionary there. Dason, where's your job? Hospitals in healthcare. There's a missionary there. Amen? TJ, what do you do? Edward Jones, he's an in investment guy. He, he does investments. And, and he's a missionary to those people. You know how many of TJ's uh, and all, all these folks, how many of their clients come to church here? None of them. So they're not, it's not like all those clients are, are go, coming to church and hearing the word. Right? I don't know how many of them are saved. Not all of them, for sure. And so they're not coming to hear me. So God raised up a missionary in, in what you do, what your calling is, and what you do. You're a missionary there. And I want you to know everybody is really a missionary. And you got to get, but you got to get on the ship. Look at the person next to you and shout at them. You got to get on the ship. You got to get on the ship. You really do, man. You got to get on the ship. That means, you know what? I'll tell you, my days of standing on the, on the shore, they got over the day that Christ came in my heart. I, I'm, that's why I like what Nana's doing, man. He, he's not standing on the shore just doing his own rock climbing. He's getting on the ship, and he's going in the mission field. That's what he's doing in, in Morocco or wherever God's calling is for his life. So you got to get on the ship. I'm who are you talking to? You and me. There's something's going to happen when you get on that ship. Is it risky to get on the ship? Yes, it's risky to get on the ship. Huh? Some people just all their life, their, their whole life mission is to play it stay, safe and stand on the seashore. But thank God we're going to get on the ship today. I'm not certain exactly where that ship's going. I just know that when it sails, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be one of the passengers on it. And I'm going to be going into all the world to preach the gospel to every single creature. Somebody shout glory. glory. Huh. So he got in the ship. To go before him, they did, before Jesus, unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. If he's called you to be on the ship, that's a great privilege, by the way. You need to remember that. I guess I got to go and serve in the children's ministry again. Or I got to work in the nursery today. Or I know I, I'm always convicted when outreach opportunity comes along. But uh, no, 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 no. It's a great privilege to be called onto this ship. To be able to preach the word, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick. Are you kidding me? I, I, you know, some guys got a, a <laughs> some guys got to work jobs. They they hate their jobs, man. Now, I don't love every single part about this job, but I'll tell you, there's enough good stuff in this job on my ship. I get to preach the gospel. All the time, two, three, four, five days a week, I'm somewhere doing something preaching the gospel. Somewhere I'm helping a poor person 
Are you kidding me? I can help the poor. I can reach out. I can bless people. Amen. We, we, we can lay hands on the sick. I'm, you can do what you want to, but I'm going to stand believing in laying hands on the sick and believing miracle working power to come into their life so that they can recover. Are you kidding me? This is not... This, I, I, I can't even believe I do get paid for doing this. Huh? Because all this fun and then you get paid for it too? Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Put me on the payroll and I'll be as excited as you are. No. You got to get on the ship. You got a mission. You're going somewhere. And when he, verse 23, when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the middle of the sea. Now, this is, this is why a lot of people don't get on the ship. Because in the middle of the, in, in the, middle of the journey, the sea was tossed with waves. I'm like, man, the Lord didn't just have to really tell my whole life right here. I may know what I'm talking about. The sea was, was tossed with waves. You know, that's what's the matter with a lot of church folks in my view. They're just going on a boat ride. I got my tennis shoes on. I'm going all the way around. They just going on a boat ride somewhere. I want you to know today I'm not going on a boat ride. I'm going on a mission. The day I got saved in 1973, I didn't go for a boat ride. I went for a mission to help dying, broken people. I don't care what it costs. I fought through storms and the waves have come against us and crash into our life and our boat sometimes. But I don't, I don't beg God to get off the ship because I'm not on a boat ride. I'm on this ship and I'm going somewhere on purpose to preach the gospel. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not on a boat ride. If you're on a boat ride, this is what's the matter, I'm telling you. If you're just on a boat ride, you, the, the, those folks always want to get off. They quit. They, they quit. They, they want off the boat because at least I was on the shore, things were safe. Out there, there's water and the deep and it's dark and all those kind of stuff. Huh? They were tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. You know, sometimes people tell me, man, I feel like life's so great. I, I feel like I'm just going with the wind. The, the wind's behind my back. The wind's in my sails, and I'm, you know, it's blowing from this way, and I'm going this way. So the wind is pushing me along. Then there's other people with, like Pastor Crabb where, where when you get on the ship, the winds are always in your face. They're all, whoo! 
I'm talking about things that try to hold you back. Things that push against you when you're trying to go that way and, and the wind is blowing and it's not at your back. It seems like every day you're fighting the wind. You're fighting a storm. You're, the, the, the water's being tossed with waves. But remember, you're not on a boat ride today. You're on a mission to take the gospel into your world for the glory of Almighty God. The wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them. You know, you read stuff like that, I always think, well, where was he at the third watch of the night? <laughs> didn't, didn't he know before he sent me on this mission, on this ship, that there was going to be a storm tonight? I mean, the meteorologist on one of the news channels knows it when a storm's coming or not, or most of the time they do. Huh? Didn't he know that? Yeah, you know, here's the thing. This is what, you got to swallow this as a believer. Yeah, he knew that. And he told you to get on that ship anyway. He knew exactly which direction the wind would be blowing. And he sent you the other, whoo! He sent you the other direction. You got to fight. You got to push back against the wind. You got to make up your mind. You got to square your shoulders back if you're going to ride this thing all the way to the other side. You got to say, God, I don't care what the, what the wind is, what the storm is. I don't care how long it rages. I'm telling you, I'm going to get to my mission and I'm going to preach the gospel to every creature in this world. Whoo! Yes. Hallelujah. Where was he in the third watch? Second watch. He was praying. <laughs> he was praying we wouldn't go on a boat ride. We'd get our mind right about this. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, I love Jesus because Jesus is always on top of things. That's the kind of Savior I needed. Somebody that's on top of the storm that I'm in right now. I'm going to help myself whether you stare at me or not today, man. Huh? He's, he's on top of the storm that's trying to stop me. But Which means, amen, when, when we saw him on top of that storm, I, you know... They should have been excited because he was coming toward them. Huh? But look what happened to him. Watch it now. Because these folks were on a boat ride for a second here. They saw him walk, verse 26, they saw him walking on the sea, and they were troubled. Now, wait a minute, man. You were already troubled because you were freaked out about the wind and the storm. But now, now, listen, don't get scared when the answer's on the way. <laughs> you, I want to tell you today. Yeah, it's it. You can't get scared because I want to tell you, I'm telling everybody today that's a believer, I'm telling you your answer's on the way. 
I said, your answer's on the way. It's walking on the water. It's walking over the, the darkest, deepest storm you've ever been in. It's, it's, he's walking right on it. And he's walking right towards you to get there to help you and to change your life. He's coming. He's just walking your way. Listen, he's just not there yet. But I'm telling you, you got to know he's on his way. Shout, he's on his way. He's walking on top of that storm, which means the storm's not on top of him. That's the kind of helper I need. They were troubled, verse 26 said, and they said, it is a spirit. Or it's like a ghostly figure. And they cried out for fear. You know, sometimes we, our answers gets close to us, and we don't even recognize it as our answer. <laughs> People like Joseph in the Scripture. How could he imagine that his answer to his dream would be being sold by his brothers? And him spending years and years and years in Egypt as a slave and, and in prison. You know, sometimes, sometimes you, you see, when you're on a boat ride, you're looking for Jesus to just show up. And, the, you know, these pictures of Jesus with this long flowing white thing. And, huh? And, and his really cool, hip sandals on. And his cool, long hair, like Nana's got here. And, <clears throat> See, you, you're looking for Jesus to... Listen, man. It doesn't... The answer... You know, Joseph... That, that what happened to Joseph was he got on that ship. He got on his ship that he was called to ride on, man. And you talk about contrary storm. He gets there. God starts blessing him. Potiphar, one of the leaders in Egypt, hires him. As soon as Potiphar hired him, everything that Joseph was involved in started getting better and blessed. And Potiphar saw it, and he kept blessing him, kept giving him more responsibility. Right? But, you know, but... <clears throat> The wind was blowing. And then Potiphar's wife wanted him sexually. But thank God Joseph was wise enough to know what to do. He ran. Amen. The, Potiphar, and, and then next thing you know, Joseph ends up in prison. He's in jail. I thought I was going for a boat ride. I just wanted a little breeze and calm and Jesus in a cool outfit to come into my life. <clears throat> Here's my point. Because they were thinking wrong when they left the shore, they couldn't even recognize the answer when he showed up. I'm telling you your answer. I believe it's right in front of you. I believe the answer to your dreams and prayers, it's right there. It's on the way. And I'm telling you sometimes, don't call it something it's not. 
Instead of saying, ah, it's a ghost, we ought to shout, my answer's on the way. My answer's here. My answer's here. My answer's here. Ha. Huh. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus said unto them, be of good cheer. Now, you know, if you're going out for a boat ride and, and all hell's breaking loose, you're not going to be of good cheer. If that's all you are doing is riding a, you just went for a nice Galilee little boat ride. But if you're on a mission, even in the middle of the storm, you can do what Jesus said. It's me, man. Be of good cheer. It's going to be all right. You think I'm going to be in the middle of it and let anything happen to you? I'm not going to let anything happen to you. I got your front. I got your sides. I got your back. I know what you need. I know who you are. I made you just like uh, you are. I put you in the earth exactly where I want you to be. You think I'm going to have the power to help you and I'm going to just let you drown out here? I want to say that to the church sometimes. What are we thinking? The Christ that came to me when before I got saved, He walked on the water through my storm and He came into my life and gave me a brand new heart. And all these 40 plus years that I've been serving Him. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, I can boldly tell you with integrity. Never one time, Michelle, has He ever failed me. He's never not come. He's never not answered me. He's not. He's always showed up. Sometimes when people are screaming, He's not coming. It's not going to work out. Take it into your own hands. In the midst of it, he keeps coming closer and closer and closer. That's, this is the mindset we've got to have. I want to tell you that Jesus that did all those things all your life, he's with you. I want to tell you, he'll be with you when you get on the ship. He will be with you. Listen, he'll be like the disciples. He didn't get on the ship. But you know what? He knew where that ship was. He'd keep his eye on that ship. You ever feel like, well, God lost? I, I just feel like God lost me. I'm, I'm lost out here. I'm off God's GPS. No, you're not. You're on the ship. You're on your mission. You're in the middle of your calling. Amen. He's not keeping. He, he, you know, the scripture says things like, how could he... God's not going to forget you. He's not going to just forget about you. He's going to, and, and Isaiah said, could a, could a mother that breastfeeding her children, could she forget about her? Oh, let's see. I know I'm supposed to do something today. What is that? Oh, you, we have a newborn. And I breastfeed the newborn. So, wow, I totally forgot about that. That's, that doesn't happen. And the scripture says, God 
is more faithful than a mother, he will not forget you when you're in the middle of the storm. Let's finish this up today. Peter answered him, you know this story, and said, Lord, if it be you, Peter's not still convinced, is he? If it be you, then ask me to come out on the water. Now, if you're going for a boat ride, and somebody that you don't even know who it is shows up, it looks in a spirit form, and then that, that spirit speaks and says, come out here, come on out here. You're not going to get out of that boat if you're on a boat, right? You know, one thing that's awesome that happens when you get on that ship and you realize, I've got a mission. My whole life's a miracle. You know, one of the things that happens to you is you begin to remember, right? You remember that this is a calling. And that's when you start seeing the miracles. That's when they happen. The children of Israel had to, had to go against the waves, the storm, get out of Egypt. And, and then God opened the Red Sea. They got to the other side. It got over. Don't you know that God sent them? The Bible says he sent them that way on purpose where he knew there was no water and there was no food out there. And if those folks had water, they're going to be out there. They're going to have to believe God for water. You know, and when they trusted him that way, water flowed out of rocks. The Bible says water flowed out of rocks and fed all, watered all the animals and watered the, the two to three million Jews that were out there in that desert, man. And then they'd go to bed at night and God showed up and started feeding them with manna that came from heaven. See, that was a hard, you know, if you were part of Israel and you were on a boat ride, Man, going the way of the Red Sea would have freaked you out. Because you had, and some of them got to the other side, and you know what they said. What'd they say? They said, well, we want to go back. We want to go back where we came from. Because at least, at least there, was, there was a little bit of food there. See, what they didn't want to do is they didn't want to go against the wind. They didn't want to do what I'm talking about, where you've got to fight back against things. They wanted it where it was easy. Well, wait a minute. Do you know if you go back, you will also go back into slavery? I'll tell you what. I, I have decided I am not going back into slavery to sin. Uh, You've you got to make up your mind. I'm not going back. I, this, this may be the wildest boat ride i ever been on, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going back. I'm on a mission. And I'm going to see my miracle. See, this is when you start seeing powerful stuff happen in your life. And Jesus, shockingly, verse 29 says, said unto him, come. Come. What's his word to you today? Come on. Come, get out of the ship. 
Come on. Step off the boat. You're not doing good anyway riding on the boat. You're all freaked out on the boat. You might as well get off and see if anything cool happens. A miracle. Jesus is saying to everybody, I don't care how old you are, how young you are. He's calling you today. And He's telling you to come on. Come. Come. Don't start. Some people reach a certain age. They start playing it safe. And then they, they used to ride on the ship, but they, well, I'm getting a little older, so I'm going to stay at the shore now. Uh. I have given Sarah Crab permission. If you ever hear those words out of my mouth, slap me harder than you've ever slapped me. I said, that was a good place for you to say amen right there. Huh? I'll tell you what he's telling you today. He's tell, I don't care how old you are. He's telling you to come. Get out of, quit playing it safe. It's not gotten you anywhere anyway. There's no fun in just being safe. Huh? That's just false security anyway. Huh? He said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He walked on the water. He went from being one of the freaked out guys to he's walking on the water. Now, that's where you see the miracles. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried and said, Lord, save me. Now, you know, we got to give Peter a break here. You know, we say it a lot, but at, I'm going to tell you why I'd give Peter a break. At least he tried. At least he tried. He got out there, and then he lost it for a minute. Went back into fear. He's what? Wait a minute. Brother, you're walking on the water, man. The, Jesus is standing there. He's walking on the water. Now you're doing what Jesus does. And now, all of a sudden, you take your eyes off of Jesus, and you start looking at the wind again, and you start thinking about what could happen. Huh? And then you know what starts happening to you? That's when you start sinking. That's when you, st then you start going down. And thank God, though, Peter was smart enough to, as he was going down, don't, he, you know, don't do this. If you're sinking, don't say, Oh, well, I could, I, I need to call on the Lord to save me, but I'm not worthy of it. I knew better than to do this, so I guess I deserve to sink. Don't do it. Huh? You are not going to sink. He came up to you because He loves you and cares about you. He cared about everybody on that boat. Listen, I thought about this the other day when I read this. The, the only people that understood his mission were on that boat. The multitude stayed at the shore. But the people that were on the ship, 
that understood the mission were on that boat. Jesus is not going to let the only people that understand go down and sink. Huh? Verse 31, and immediately, come on, Brother Bill and praise team. And immediately, I like this, Jesus stretched forth his hand. And here's this, look what he did. He caught it. I don't, if you try and you don't make it the first time, I'm telling you, you're not going to die and you're not going to sink. Jesus will put out his hand to you and he will catch you. He's not going to let you go under. I remember uh, when I learned to swim. My dad was trying to teach me to swim. I was a little bitty guy. We were down in Mississippi and at the public pool and my dad was trying to, you know, and I, man, I had a grip on my dad. I had a death grip on him, man. I was holding on for dear life because I don't know how to do that. Huh? And I, I held on to him. But I want to thank God. My dad would finally make me get off, let go. And then he'd, he'd, he'd kind of let me go. And you know, for a long time, you know what I did? I started sinking. And I would sink. I would go down. But thank God, my dad, like more, Jesus more than my dad, he cared about me. He wasn't going to let anything happen to me. And he reached down and he caught me. Amen. Hallelujah. Immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, said unto him, O you of little faith. Here's the question he's asking us today. Why did you doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. The ship was the safest place, except if Jesus called you to walk on the water. I, I really, I am so stirred. I'm so stirred for you. I, because I believe in you. And I believe your greatest days. I'm, I want to tell you, what some of you do, what you got to do is you got to just get, you got to throw off that apathy. You, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the part of the devil. You got to cast that off. You got to go, we're not going on a boat ride, man. We're going on a mission. This place, this will take you into things that you couldn't dream where it would take you. Somebody say amen. We're going on a, a mission for the gospel. We're getting on, you know, we used to call it, the, there was a song we'd sing, something about the good old gospel ship. Wasn't there, Keith? How many believe we ought to make Keith sing the good old gospel ship today? He's going to take a trip on the good old gospel ship, aren't you? Amen. Let's all stand up this morning. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodecincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I. C-I-N-C-Y 
www.thepowerofpositivity.com.